Hello and welcome to Booze and Bloodshed. I am your host, Susanna. And I'm Cindy. And this week uh, is a Cindy episode. But mm-hmm. before we dive into that, drink of the week is... Why do you have to ask me these hard questions? We just talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strawberry cognac iced tea. Mm-hmm. And, and I like it. <laughs> it. Yeah, it's really good. Like, honestly, I was just saying earlier when we did our first taste um, that it's probably one of my favorites that we've done so far. Can we do drinks more than one episode? Same drink, more than one episode? I mean, that would be like I an just, encore drink. Mm-hmm. Second maybe, chance, second maybe chance drink. we should have some folks let us know what drink they would like us to bring back. Oh, hey. An encore drink. I like that Cheers. idea. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Or a drink suggestion. A cocktail suggestion. Yeah, we would definitely take suggestions. No beer allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, mom's not a huge fan of beer. Uh, Sorry. Sorry, Nye, but but this... Probably don't recommend that. This, I could have more than one. Yeah, this is... Like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just like... It's smooth. Yeah, it's very smooth and delicious. Like, you don't even taste the cognac in it. No. Like, at all. Cognac, black tea, lemon, fresh, fresh squeezed lemon. Some muddled strawberries. Strawberries and honey. Honey, yeah. It's real good, mm. real good combo there. Would would recommend. Ten out of ten. Here, here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, real quick. I guess I want to say um, a quick sorry about missing a week here. Um, but it is, we're very busy. <laughs> We've been trying to get a stockpile of episodes um, and it has been failing, unfortunately. But hopefully we'll, we'll keep working on it. So if you guys bear with us, we would really appreciate it. Um, it is summer. We're trying to work. We're trying to garden. We're trying to play a little bit. Right? Yeah, try and enjoy <laughs> life a little bit. I also had a slight career change not career change but like a change in what I'm doing for work I guess or how I'm doing work I used to have two jobs now you are and now I have now you're full on in your pursuit of happiness yes yes I was part-time in the career that I wanted to be and part-time at another job and now I am full-time in the career that I want to be in and so yay for me it's been going great so far yeah (laughs) <laughs> but it has been very busy, so <laughs> some adjustments, some yes. adjustments. But, so while uh, thank you for uh, you know sticking with us while we uh, kind of get our groove figured out here. But yeah, without further ado, let's uh, let's get into the episode. Okay, well, um, I'm gonna do something out of the ordinary for me. Ooh, it's just gonna be one death. <laughs> <laughs> Just one. Just one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do you get to pick which one? Or um, <laughs> Well, I did get to pick, and then I researched, and now I get to talk about it. <laughs> yes. Um, well, it, uh, it – so this um, – what I want to talk about tonight is the, um, the disappearance 
of Edith Penn Meyer. Um, I don't think I've ever heard of this. I hadn't either. And that's when, when in, in, you know, exploring the vast um, crime world, interwebs. <laughs> oh, interwebs, yes. <laughs> to, you know, to, and when something kind of strikes you, and, I, and when I haven't, don't know anything about it, then it's fun to delve into it and learn. And Oh, yeah, man. And, you get sucked right in. Uh, and, um, and, and, yeah, so. Um, like I said, I hadn't, I had no, I didn't know anything about this case, and um, so I thought, okay. Your cat. Sorry is for cat crazy. noises in the background. <laughs> Cat's gone crazy. She's got, she's got the zoomies right now. <laughs> we'll give you a play by play. Anyways, so a little bit about um, Penn Meyer. Uh, her nickname. Pen, um, her mom gave her because she was born on the Fourth of July. Oh, independent. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, from all I could read, it pro- it it um, was a fitting nickname for her. Um, she was a very petite woman. Um, she uh, folks, her friends described her as very um, graceful. An independent person. Um, she was a fiber artist. She was a weaver, oh. and uh, she, like tapestry type stuff, or um. So she worked at a loom. Oh, okay. So okay. I, I could not. There, there wasn't like any pictures of her work or anything Aww. like that that I could 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 see on any any places that I visited. Mm-hmm. Um. So unknown. A, yeah, unknown. Um, she, they said Pin, Pin could never sneak up on a person because she loved to wear, uh, bangles, bracelets. Oh. And so she would always be jingling uh-huh. and, um, she'd collect these, these bangles, um, if with different places that she'd visit, um, she did have three, three children at this time. They were adult children, but like one was one that she got before her one of her sons got married and 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 um so so pen kind of always jingled is what folks would say which that i think is sounds pretty cool really cute. yeah um she did have her ups and downs too um when this uh this uh story takes place in De- uh, no excuse me of february um, of 2005, and and Penn was, uh, she was 55 at this time. So prior oh, okay. to this, she had been married twice. She had had three children with her first husband. Um, and at this point, her children are adults. Um, then she did have a second marriage with a pretty, uh, sort of pretty abusive a controlling guy. Hmm. And so in 2005, in the beginning of 2005, she was just finalizing that second divorce. Um, Penn was also a recovered alcoholic. Oh, good for her. Um, yes. I, she, one, one thing that Penn was very known for is always being there to help um, other uh, folks in AA or in her friends in general. Um, if someone needed a ride, she'd be there. If someone needed whatever, she'd be there. Um, she 
was just a really, from my understanding of everything I read, just a really caring um, individual. That's awesome. And... Um, since her children were all grown, uh, she did have a dog named Fluff, and Fluff was, if Pin was there, Fl- Fluff was there. Aww. So, um, so that's a little bit about 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 um, Pin. So I said that the 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 disappearance um, happens in February two thousand five, but oh, we're gonna go back a little bit um, to where the story. Of, of how she goes missing kind of really starts. Okay. So um, in, um, in late December of 2003, um, a new woman uh, comes to AA. And this, I'm sorry, this happens in, um, in, in New Hampshire um, around Goshen, New Hampshire, and Limp, let me see, let me get this right. Lepster, L-E-P-S-T-R, um, New Hampshire. So this is a very, the, the, these communities are very, very small. Mm-hmm. Um, like one, I mean, you have to drive a couple hours to go to the grocery store, go to the dentist, you know, anything like that. Um, very small uh, law enforcement uh, that is backed up by the um, New Hampshire State Patrol. Okay. So we're, we're in a rural area. Mm-hmm. And um, so as we go back, uh, December of 2003 um, time frame, a new member to AA um, is Sandy Merritt. And she is trying to get her life back together and on course. And... Um, and with with every new member, Pin is there to help and and um, it's kind of like the welcoming committee almost. Yeah, but not like not like in your face or you know shove it down your throat. Just like mm-hmm. hey, if you need to ride, I have anything, a car. Yeah, if you whatever you know, I'm I'm here yeah, and offering to be a friend basically. Yeah, yeah, and um, so so um, another. AA member um, is Ken Carpenter, and he has been um, he has been a recovered alcoholic for twenty two years at this point. Oh wow! Uh huh. Um, and um, he's he's in his he's in his fifties, um, and um, he said. Sandy Merritt caught his eye at AA. And um, from my understanding, AA um, does not uh, really, um, they don't, they don't really encourage relationships amongst um, members Mm -hmm. um, because they don't want you to go, you know, it's not like from going from one addiction to another or something. I mean, they really, you know, the point is, is, is to face, um, your addiction and work through it, become stronger and then be in a, in a place where, you know, you could have a healthy relationship. Right. But, um, um, but, but neither would they say like, you know, you can't come back here if, Right, you know, something like that. Anyway, turn people away just because of that. So, uh, January first of two thousand four, Sandy Merritt and Ken Carpenter began an affair, and 
normally, hey, cool, you know, maybe these two. Maybe I'd, they'd help each other. But Ken already has a wife. Oh. So. Yeah, that's not, that's not good. That's, that's not that's kosher. Not, that's not cool. And um, Pin wasn't, um, she didn't agree with, with this, of course, but. Right. It wasn't her business, and so you know she she didn't interfere. Mm-hmm. Um, she was still there for Sandy to 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 talk to you know and stuff. Um, and really, that was between that was between Sandy and Ken, and you know right, that's yeah. Not, so so she could she could respect her her friend, and you know which is which is is good, um, and um, so. One of the things that uh, that uh, Sandy and Ken liked to do was they were really into all of the um, all like the CSIs, you know, on TV. Oh, the, okay. Uh huh. Who done it's and how you know to get basically any 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 who did it with with a crime lab in it. You know, they that was they liked that um, type of show, and and that was. You know, one thing they enjoyed doing together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's cool. And um, so, so you know, Edith and, and Sandy are friends, and 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 Edith is kind of coming to the understanding that, from what Sandy understands, anyways, is that Ken Carpenter's marriage is over. Um, he's going to end it. It's loveless. Oh, it's, that's you what know, they always say. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and Pin is, um, you know, she, she realizes that this is not true what he's telling her. Mm. And, um, and so, um, she, she, she tells Sandy, you know, she says, hey, this is, um. Yeah, he's lying to you. Yeah, he's lying to you. He there is no movement to get out, and if you talk to his wife, she would be surprised by this news. You know, yikes. And um, and and he um, you know, the relationship wasn't that great. Like, like Sandy would say, you know, I would tell him some some of my my deep fears or whatever, and then he would throw it back in her face, you know, at something. So I was like, well, why the hell would you stay? But she wasn't. So toxic. (laughs) Yeah, it was toxic. Thank you. (laughs) It's like a a living, breathing the forest. (laughs) Right here, people. I'm sitting by it. Oh, my God. (laughs) She's drinking. The thesaurus is drinking. Okay. (laughs) I'm not a thesaurus. (laughs) Okay, she's not a thesaurus. She'd be a really cute one if she was. <laughs> okay, back to it. Back to it. Um, so, so, um, um, so she, 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 by eleven months in the this affair, um, on November seventeenth, Sandy decides, okay, you know, this is it's this is not good for me, and and I'm done. I'm done with this. Well, good for her. Yeah, yeah, which. You, I mean, you think to be, you know, to be strong to do that when you are also battling an addiction, that's, mm-hmm. it's tough. Yeah, kudos for her, right? Yeah. Right. Um, anyways, it wasn't quite that simple because Ken didn't want to give up Sandy. And well, Ken, you have a fucking wife, so maybe you should have <laughs> thought of that one before. <laughs> 
<clears throat> Anyways, um, so so he, um, you know, he he he's like Colin's handy. He wants to, you know, to get back together, and mm-hmm. and what you're hearing is from what Penn's telling you is not true, and you know, and um, and during this time, it really his his anger towards towards Penn is really, you know, festering um, oh. because like if Penn. Didn't interfere. Just sticker, you know, wouldn't would shut up and mm-hmm. not interfere in this. And Sandy and I would be happy, you know. Um, anyways, but so the, the the harassment harassment is starting to get is starting to get bad. Like, oh, um, uh, what? So finally, um, in uh, beginning of December of two thousand four, uh, Sandy finally files a stalking petition against pin oh and what took it is what finally pushed her to do this is that she woke up one night in her own home and he is standing above her oh no 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 yeah that's not okay so not okay so she she did this and and during this time you know pin was with her and supporting her and and helping her and through this and Mm -hmm. and um Anyway, so then, then um, five days later, the stocking petition petition is is granted, um, and a restraining order is um, put in place, and so Ken, um, you know, he he can't he can't go near, can't talk to her, um, and so the the. The community of AA was kind of worried about, like, well, oh, they're both yeah. they're both recovered. You know, he's mm-hmm. more he's more recovered. It's been yeah twenty two years, and Sandy's starting to need. They both need to have access to um, to meetings and yeah. to, to that support. You know, so they don't deny. They can't. They don't say like, well. It's not like you can go to the 7 a.m. meeting and you mm-hmm. can will go to the 7 p.m. meeting or something like that, you know. So they don't, like, in the restraining order, it's not, like, limited. It's just that if you know that that person is there, then you can't right. be there. Anyways, uh, which really ticks Ken off, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, someone's telling me what I can and can't do, and that didn't set set well with him. Um Anyways, also during this time, um, be- because you know, Sandy, Sandy does complain that he is still calling her. He's still uh, very much harassing bothering. Her. Yes, harassing her. So, um, bro, just take no for an answer. Mm. It's like I I don't know. It it just kills me. It's like some somehow when. Sometimes when a man or a woman, when someone is, their affections are rejected, it's like, it's like they take it on as a, as you're saying, I'm, a, I'm defected somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. like. They, yeah, they take offense to it. Yeah. And it's just it's like, like, dude, you're just not for me. Like, right. Right. Go. There's nothing wrong. Well, okay. Sometimes there might be something wrong. Like you're like married. in this case. <laughs> yeah. Married. Toxic. You know, an asshole. Like. Man, that's good not uh not a good dude but like even if you were a totally perfectly fine person like somebody says no to you like just just take it with a grain of salt just move on with your life be like all right well that person is not for me i'm not for them i'll move on 
find Let's somebody try something else healthier. Yeah. Anyways, he 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 was um yeah pretty pretty upset about it. Mm-hmm. Um. So then on the fifteenth of December, um, Ken has a birthday, and in AA, when you celebrate a year of of um. Sobriety? sobriety that becomes your birthday and then that that oh, anniversary okay. is is what they kind of celebrate as their birthday because that's their new beginning mm-hmm. which is pretty beautiful and so on December 15th of 20 or 2004 um Ken's 23rd birthday or anniversary of sobriety um was that day and he he goes to the AA meeting that night and everyone's there and everyone's really supportive of him and, and, you know, that's mm-hmm. a, that's a big deal. It, yeah. I mean, 23 years is yeah, a huge deal. And, um, and I think he thought that Sandy would be there, but she wasn't. And oh, yeah, cause she don't want to see your ass. Well, and, and, um, and Pin was, or, excuse me. Um, Pin was there and, you know, when, when Ken found out or showed up and Pin was there, she was, she was anxious because she's like, oh my gosh, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Sandy comes and I don't, anyways, but so after the meeting, uh, Pin gets a hold of, of Sandy and she's like, you know, and she says, I, I came to the meeting, but I saw Ken's car outside, so I didn't go in, you know, so how are you and, Mm -hmm. and stuff and. And I thought that was pretty strong that she could make that depend that decision. Um, yeah, you know, a positive decision, good for her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and she not like see it and would- drive to a bar or go get a you know something like that to consult. I mean, she she made it through that. That mm-hmm. I thought, all right, that's pretty cool. Um. Anyways, so, but but again, he he still. Even after this, you know, he's he's calling her. He oh he is you know telling her that that you know again that his marriage is over, and she's just like I'm. I don't need this in my life. I don't want this in my life. Right. Um, like at the very least, you could show me divorce papers, and then maybe I'll consider it, but probably not. <laughs> no, I and and um, yeah, Sandy was working. She was working at a dog kennel. Um, she was she was uh. Increasing her days of sobriety and mm-hmm. um, was trying to, like I said, get her get her life on track. Um, anyways, but Ken keeps so sh- and and the law lo- and the more Sandy says no, the angrier Ken gets at Penn. It's her fault. He's, oh my gosh, he's he's, so he's projecting the- his anger and on blame and onto her. Yeah. Yes, yes. So on uh, January fourth of two thousand five, um, Ken shows up in Penn's driveway, oh and um, he he is seen like like parked down the street of her house, and oh, so he's like watching. Her? Yeah, like watching her, kind of like stalking her, um, and and gross. Pen, um, she finally calls the police and is like, you know. Well, yeah, I would feel uncomfortable. This, I mean, he broke into the other into Sandy's yes, house and just fucking watched her sleep. Like, uh, that is. So I would be creepy. afraid too. Oh, I'd be terrified. Yeah. Um. Anyways, 
So he he and and he kept trying to see Sandy, and so finally, um, with enough complaints, they did arrest Ken on January fourteenth for violating his restraining order. Um, and I mean, slap on the hand, yeah, of course, the wrist. You know, he was he was fined fifteen hundred dollars. You know, stay away, yeah, don't do that, and um, and he's he's just. He's humiliated. Um, like, bro, you did it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, and and during and during this time, then from when the restraining order and all of his harassment, finally, um, the uh, who do I want to say the uh, the AA um, like coordinators? Yeah, yeah. They finally did put up a sign. That said, Ken was not welcome at these meetings anymore. You know, mm-hmm. not to come in, and so he was. You know, of course, he was publicly shamed and humiliated, oh and gosh. and so his anger keeps 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 going, keeps bubbling. Um, what about like his wife? Does his wife know anything at this point? Like she, like- uh, so his wife, um, who is also uh, a recovered alcoholic at the. Uh, at this time, she mm-hmm. is has gone back t- to school to become a nurse, hmm. um, and um, I think she knows something's going up. But put the blinders on, and mm. you know, um, I know lucky, right, right, and um, so. Um, and they, you know, their relationship was was rocky. Um, he would move out and move and bunk with one of his friends for a while, and then he'd come back. Oh, jeez. Why know, didn't they get divorced? I, I know. It, was, it wasn't healthy at all. It wasn't a healthy relationship. And how they both maintained their sobriety through it, I don't really know. Yeah, it's kind of... Maybe it was maybe Amazing it was that security way, blanket that you know. Oh well, I mean we're 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 remaining sober, so mm-hmm. you know if 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 I let him go, maybe I won't. I mean I can okay. understand that. I the, and this is pure speculation on yeah. my part. Or maybe like maybe his wife thought that if she divorced him, like he would turn to alcohol and she would she would be, the, be the one blame. to yeah. That, break his sobriety. That's true. Uh, obviously, that's just speculation, but that sucks. Yeah. So it, it it wasn't healthy, but anyway, so we get to the mysterious day here. This is February 23rd, 2005. And um, at 7.40 in the morning, um, Sandy... At her job, her place of business, the the um, um, Dog kennel, kennel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she gets a call from Pin at seven forty in the morning. And one, she's thinking, why in the why in the hell is Pin calling me now? This is feeding time. Like like right. Pin rarely calls me at work, and she does know that if she does, you know, need to get a hold of me, that certain times of the day are, are better, better than others, mm-hmm. and, and that this time it's. It's pure chaos. She said the dogs are barking. She said, but I answer the phone and I, I, I can't hear her very well because all the noise of the dogs. And um, she's not sure she's hearing it right because Penn is telling her that, you know, oh, I, I've, I've made a mistake. 
Um, I am gonna go. I'm. I'm gonna go away. I want. I want you and Ken. You need to get back together with Ken. You need to drop the restraining order. Um, you. You. I. I am. I am leaving, and um, I'm gonna sign my house over to you. And you and Ken should move in together, and be happily ever after. And. Um, and really, then the phone call kind of wraps up, and Sandy's left going, you know, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, the, um, you know, Twilight Zone. Did I just enter? I would like, like, if that was me, I would like call back and be like, "Are you okay?" Like, because that's a complete one eighty of what she has been been acting like the entire the entirety of their friendship, which at this point is over a year now, yeah. right? Yeah. And anyway, so so of course, you know, she's she's just like, what the heck? And why was she calling me? And then all the dogs are going crazy. She's got to take care of the dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so she, she, and I don't know what time it was. What was that? Was that? Oh, I think that's thunder. thunder. Like scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Jesus. Um, hmm. Anyways, um, so she some sometime later she did try and call Ken or pin back mm-hmm. and left her a note. You know, like what what is going on? Did, w- you know, we need to talk and yeah, this is and um, weird. but she left a, a message on her answering machine because uh, you know she didn't answer. She didn't answer. Um, yeah. So, um, so, um, then at 2 p.m., Penn was supposed to pick up a, a lady by the name of Joanne, um, Duford to take her to a, a dental appointment that she had. Okay. And, um, and Pin didn't show up, mm. and which is very ex- out of character. Yeah, very out of character. So she, you know, calls and and no one can, you know, pretty soon, you know, it's like, no, I haven't heard seen a pin. I haven't heard. Nope, I haven't. Sh- you know, and so, um, so kind of the alert is like, you know, like Pin's missing. Where's Pin? Right. Um. But again, you know, at this time, you know, no authorities or anything like that. Um, it has been alerted. So during the day, um, something that was unusual. Pin was 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 having one of her bedrooms um, painted, mm-hmm. and w- one of the uh, one of the painters, her business. Uh, she was uh, a friend of Pin's and also recovered alcoholic. And um, so. For all of of the support and everything that Pin had given her, um, she basically had gifted the the painting, you oh. know, the the labor and 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 stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they showed up um, at her house, and um, her dog Fluff was inside, and they they expected the door to be unlocked, and um, they didn't know if she'd be home or not. Um, but when but when when Fluff was there, they were pretty sure that she'd she be would there, be home. But Pin wasn't there, and I thought, well, you mm. know, maybe she 
had, you know, had something that she, something like, came up yeah, and that, she needed to go. And so um, they they let themselves in and they started working and and stuff and and they said you know they could hear the phone ring off in a different you know in here. Um, so they they were actually there when Sandy's call came you know to say. What oh the heck? yeah, like what the heck was that phone call? Yeah, about so they earlier? heard that call come in, and um, and then they also heard the phone calls um, from from Joanne saying, you know, I'm you, you where are you? Yeah, yeah. where are you? And you Got know, gotta get the, yeah, and stuff, and and um, so by four thirty that day, Pinsta wasn't home, and. Thought, well, you know, maybe she was running late. Maybe they got her and she wasn't back. So they took Fluff for a walk and then came back and, and you know, put Fluff back inside and, and left. And um, so by 9.30 that night, still no pen. No one knows anything. And she had started a, another relationship with a man um, named John Purick. And he, he when he gets to Penn's house at 9.30, and Fluff is there. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, her car's there. Her car was there when the painters were there. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, that's... But she, what? she was a big, uh, she, she would go, um, on hikes and snowshoeing. Um, there was a, a lake there in Goshen, and they called oh, it the okay. Goshen Ocean. <laughs> um, anyway, so so they, but you know, the fact that the dog was because the dog was right. Yeah, you'd think always, that she would yeah, always. bring so the, it was like, kind of like weird, her. but okay. And anyway, so her car's there, and um, and Fluff is there, and it's just you know, it's like just no, weird. she hasn't said, "Hey, I'm running late," didn't mm-hmm. call or anything. So he calls the the, the police. And, um, you know, he's pins missing and basically that no one has been able to find her. Mm-hmm. So, so the, 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 the police, they kind of, they started looking in, I mean, because, you know, there has been the restraining order with Ken and then there has been some problems with it. Yeah. Um, so, um, they kind of start watching Ken a little bit to see, you know, what his movements and stuff are. Um, so the next, the next day, February twenty fourth, um, uh, Ken is seen out a burning brush um, outside his home in Limster, where he and his wife Cynthia, that their house, mm-hmm. and. Um, and he thought that was really weird because um, Ken had hired him to burn brush, and he said when when he was when he was arriving, you know, he's going to meet with them and stuff. And when he was arriving, he said he's he's just watching him. And he said he's he's like hauling all this brush back into to this uh, uh, this burn barrel, mm-hmm. and he's like. You, why are you hiring me to burn it if you're hollowing yeah, it? Yeah, why would you? Why wouldn't you burn it where it lays instead of hauling it back in? You know, he's like, mm-hmm. this is weird. He just struck him as very odd mm-hmm. and 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 very um, uh, just you know just, out of the ordinary, just strange. So he, he um, is not sure what to 
to make of it. Anyways, um, so the day goes by and still no pin. Um, then at at night, um, Ken shows up at an AA meeting, no pin. Um, and members recall him smelling like like burnt hair, like oh. just like like smelling like he's been by a fire and 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 stuff and so at this time the the police they want to talk to him and yeah. they have they have they were waiting outside um of the AA meeting um and when when the meeting got over they took him in for questioning and um he uh you know, he's like, oh, I haven't seen Penn in a few days, and you know, it's been a few days, and da da da. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't know where she's been. Maybe she went somewhere, or whatever, whatever. You know, just basically, I, I don't know. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, you know, they really, they don't have a, they can't keep him, so they do let him go. And um, so they continue to look. You know, she's not, she's not, she's she's not surfaced. Um, and and this is. A, per, a person who was very rich, you know, I guess, um, like her days, she would always started the day out with, with a, with a hike around the lake with her dog. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, she'd do weaving and, and stuff and then have appointments, you know, or help people get to appointments, stuff like that. And, you right. know, she just wasn't, wasn't she was there. very involved. Yes. And all of a sudden she's just gone. See, nailed it again. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Such a tasty drink. Um, anyway, so then three days later on November 27th, um, the Goshen, Repli- Goshen police receive an anonymous phone call. Wait, you mean February? What did I say? You said November. I meant February. <laughs> it's what I mean and not what I say. <laughs> Though. <laughs> I was like, wait, how did we get to November? <laughs> Listeners are probably right with me. <laughs> okay, sorry. So on February 27th, uh, still, Penn has not been seen now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going on its fourth day. And the Goshen police receive an anonymous phone call um, saying the caller is telling them to look under um, – that they they that this person dropped Pin off at the airport, and she wants she wanted him this caller the anonymous caller to call in and and let the police know that they need to look under the payphone um, at uh, at at the Goshen, the Goshen store. She's headed off to the islands. She left something under the phone um, and that they need to go do this. Well, what the caller doesn't know is that since, since um, Penn's disappearance, Sandy had given them, um, had given them permission to bug her record her phone line oh, okay. and so so during this 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 um these four you know four days um they had been listening to phone calls of ken 
Mm. And so <laughs> the one he's like he's like that's Ken, you know, in the call. He's like I, I I've been listening. I've got like you know forty hours of tape. I've been listening to. What an and, idiot, right? And he's like he's like that's Ken's voice. So why wouldn't you at least like try to di- to disguise your I voice, don't like know. even if it was like a terrible accent or something? Like <laughs> you could at least try something. Um, and then another um, officer said that he's like, oh, "Wait a minute, I, I later on, you know, was like I, I saw Ken's car. His car, I saw him at the market. This, you know, his car mm. there. No mm. one sees has seen Pin's car there." Anyway, so of course, why is Ken trying? Yeah, why is what, he kind, calling? what kind of wild goose chase is he trying to send them on? Yes, so so they they do go, um, and well, I mean, yeah, they gotta see what's going on, right? And so there is a payphone like on the side of the building, you know, side of the store, uh-huh. and underneath it, sure enough, is there's a key taped to it with some orange duct tape, and um, so they bring it back, and they're like, you know what? It looks like a key to a safety deposit box. Oh. And um, and so they did um I, I, I they're police. That's how they found out where the safety deposit box was. Oh yeah, you which know. bank it was in. Right, yeah. right. And and I think in like I said, this is per, pretty rural area, so it might not have been that Right. They probably only had like one bank. <laughs> um and so the key ended up um belonging to her her safety deposit box. And so they went in there and they could see that um, you know, in in the history of of Penn's signature when she signs in, you know, and out for this, you have to you have to do that, right? And you know, she would sign in, um, and then five to ten days later, she would sign back, you know, sign back in, and then it would be a long time in between, and then kind of this, so the same pattern of, mm-hmm. you know, um, and so when they opened it up, we're like, well, her passport's in here. Oh, well, she didn't go to no islands. No, she didn't go to no islands. But it, they're like her, 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 um, and so you know they're like it made sense. Anytime she'd go visit, you know, like any of her kids or oh, anything like that, okay. you know, she'd or go on a trip, you know, she'd go, she'd get her passport, get her stuff, yeah, right, and then five to ten days later was the pattern, and then she when mm-hmm. she'd get home, she'd go put her stuff back in the safety deposit box. Okay, right. Yep. Makes so sense. so they're like okay. Obviously, she's not gone to the islands or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and and this makes they know they they're really suspicious of Ken of what what is going on. So they are trying to get you know some type of a search warrant or something to search Ken's home to see if they can find anything, find to to clue, um, you know to to. to see what can happen to Penn because like I said no one has seen her right since since um the 23rd right right or the day before or- well um so it's 7 a.m um right she made that weird phone call at 7 30 she made that weird phone yeah yeah okay. to, to Sandy anyways um so finally on February 28th um the they they do get a search warrant and jurisdiction wise, it was the New Hampshire state police that went um, uh, t- to his home to do the search search warrant. And one thing they see is, is this, this 
burn barrel mm. and it's still smoldering it's still really warm and and um hmm. anyway and so um so this you know he kind of starts looking at it and it's like it's you know okay kind of weird he kind of stirred around in it and he was like what is that and he was like is that a bone fragment Ooh. So he did pick it up and he's like, oh my God, there's that's a bone <laughs> fragment. Evidence bag. Stat. <laughs> and um and so he's still and then he sees this um something shiny, metallic. And um and it's hooked to what looks like a key ring. So he fishes that out and it is a key ring. It has a key on it and it looked like it was a teddy bear, you know, might have been, but it, okay. it burned. So it was just like the metal portion, you know. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So it's like that's that's crazy. And he's looking more and he sees this one piece and he's like, it looks like metal. But it's not, and so when he picks it up, he's, he's like, "That's a, that's a bangle." Oh shit! And so exactly, and that was his reaction was, "Oh shit!" He... Um, no. So, so they um, he another off you know another. Uh, police or policemen arrive and and so there was some nearby sheds so they started going through there um and they found um five cans of, of gasoline in there some lighter fluid um they found in there a black backpack and they're like that's kind of weird that it would be here and not in yeah, the like house. Yeah, like not in the house, yeah. So they start going through it and, you know, they see some orange duct tape mm. um, and just just some um, weird, like there's, there's orange duct tape, there's condoms, there's, uh, yeah, just, just like they're like, what kind of weird assortment is this? Yeah, what the hell? You, you know, and... Um, then they notice this yellow rain jacket's kind of like over in the corner and it doesn't look like it should be there. So they go there and they uncover a 22 Marlin rifle there. And they're just like, what in the hell? So they finally make it to the house and um, and they're going, you know, through the house and, and stuff. And, and they did find... Um, they did find um, a blank purchase and sales agreement. Um, the date was filled in as February 23rd, 2005. Mm -hmm. It was signed by Edith Meyer and Ken Carpenter. That doesn't sound right. Right? Um... And when they were looking at the orange duct tape, they were like, that was orange duct tape that had the key, the on key the... under the phone. Mm -hmm. So they're like, 
And Ken is not there. He was not there when they showed up. And he, they want to know where Ken's at. They, mm-hmm. they, they, he's become a, a, a primary. Prime yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, so, um, they, they try and find him. And when they call his wife, his, so his wife's name was Cynthia Harvey and she went by Harve. Okay. So, so they call Harve to try, you know, like where, and they said, he's in the hospital. And they're what? like, what? And they, she said, yes, he, he checked them. He checked himself into the hospital today on a suicide watch. Oh my God. And he's like, she's like, and they, they're, that's exactly, they're like, like God, you know. Cause they can't have access to him then, right? right? Yeah. Exactly. Mm. And, he, and, she, and they said, has he ever tried to commit suicide before? And she said, yes, one time, you know, it was a long time ago, but anyway, so they're like, well, shit. Um, so they put someone at the hospital to monitor to see, you know, trying if he, if he leaves mm-hmm. and, um, um, during during this time, um, you know he's he is making harvest or excuse me, um, Ken is making phone calls to to his wife Harv, you know, and okay. and do this, do that, um, and finally um, they. When they are also searching, then when they're also when they're searching his property out in the the shrub, they find like a a dump site where 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 stuff that had been burnt was dumped into a stump. Oh, okay. And so, um, you know, in rural New Hampshire, they're like, I mean, if it's if if they are dealing with a murder, it's pretty much so. A straight, you know, there's not really a who done it. It's a gunshot. It's you know, and they have right. to. So they're just like, like, how do we sift through all this ash that we're right. finding? And um, so they the um, um, the New Hampshire State Police they they told you know you need you need to get like archaeologists um, um, screens. Oh, you know, uh-huh. and, and so, you know, you you get screen and Sift big stuff through. and then it yeah. gets finer and finer and finer, finer, finer. So they start doing this and um, they're finding more bone fragments. They're finding more jewelry oh. in here. And they – the police want to get an arrest – warrant for for Ken and the um medical examiner she's like and they want her they want her to say that this is pin and she's like I can't I don't have I at this point I I don't have enough um enough teeth or, or you know something oh, to something like to identify and, yeah. and that and that's what they were trying there there was like no no skin no, I mean, right. There would have been no hair. They would have had to find her teeth. Right. And so, but they were still in the process of, of of sifting through, you know, trying to find this stuff. So they didn't have what what she needed to be able to say that this is pen. This is pen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um. So 
they um, they finally did get they got her her they finally got de- uh, pins dental, and they had enough molars that they could match that that they were pretty sure that this is pin mm-hmm. the bangles um, matched and the key that they found that had the teddy bear keychain that key was to her post office box. Oh. So they finally um they finally ar- arrest Ken. Um the medical examiner on July 1st of 2005 has enough information. Oh my gosh. Right. So this right. is months later. Yes. And so they finally arrest Ken um, f- for for the murder. And um, the Ken's children had identified the Bengals. Oh. And they could tell, they they knew, like, this is this is one she got when my brother got married. One of the necklaces, the the beads to a necklace, uh, one daughter said that that she that was her necklace because she had restrung it um, for her mother about a year ago because when she bought it, it was on thread and and once once I guess Pin put on a piece of jewelry, it stayed on, and so she wanted to be able to bathe, you know, without having the uh, the thread get you know yeah. rotted or you know what I mean, mm-hmm. um, worn and stuff, and so she said I so so. So her kids could identify separately. They would show pictures mm-hmm. separately to her kids, and they could identify that. Then they had the medical records uh, or the dental records right. and then the key um, to her P.O. box. And so that's finally July 1st, the medical examiner said, yes, then I can. I do have enough that I can say that this Positively, is yeah, this right. is her. And that pin is, is, is dead. So they, they did arrest Ken, and he's... In um, in jail, and he uh, he um, can't call Sandy because of the restraining order, you know. So mm-hmm. and he's in jail, can't violate that. So he does call his wife, um, Harve. He talks to her. Well, he's calling from a jail, and the phone calls are recorded. Right. And Ken is thinking that he, because he's calling his wife, that he has, that there's um, uh, privileges, you know, that what he can say, because he's talking to his wife, couldn't be used against him. Um, No, it's just she can't testify against him, but they could use recordings of him. Well, and that's when when, um, court time comes. And um, that's when he's like, he's like, the judge rules, you know, no, if you were, if you were talking about your finances and da, 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 no, that's not admissible into court. Right. But, but that's not what you were talking about. So with each phone call, um, it resulted in one, like one, one phone call, he, um, Tells tells Harve to go up 
in this one room. Um, you have to go under underneath the sheetrock, and there's some notebooks in there, some journals in there. I want you to take those and get rid of them. Um, I hope Harv was like, nah, bruh. And um, so, yeah, and 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 you know, so the the police are listening to this, and um, you know, then a few weeks later, Harv would call the police and say, "There's um, there's toolbox located." Uh, outside of my home, go look in that toolbox. Oh, you know mm-hmm. of stuff, and 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 she's she just can't. So so every time Ken calls her and tells her what you know he wants to do something, mm-hmm. like he he told her to burn the books, the notebooks. Um, she did burn some, and then some she didn't, mm-hmm. and um. Anyways, so so they are going to go th- – so this is in 2000, end of um, – no, I lied. Beginning of January of 2006 is when she, Harv calls the police and says, to go look at the tool uh, – there's a toolbox and go get it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, and thank goodness the police were on on – Target, they did have her sign a release and, you know, everything. Yeah, that's smart, doing it right so she can't go back and be right, like, no, right. you stole because, that. Because blah, they never blah. know who they're going to deal with, you know, Harv that mm-hmm. her husband's innocent or Harv that I'm going to leave him, he's a bastard, you know. Yeah. And anyways, so inside the toolbox, what they find is they find a notebook and and it has some like, like, um, Insulation fiber, glassy fibers on it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's one of the ones that he told her about that was behind the wall, right? And there was also um, a set of car keys in there in the toolbox, and also an AA medallion that belonged to Pin. Mm. So they weren't sure about the the keys, but. Um, by this time, Penn's car had been sold, and t- oh, t- you know, oh, yeah, okay. Property. I mean, this is in two thousand six now, right? Two years yeah. later, so they did go. They needed to search her car, and so they did. You know, get where the the person who bought the car and and um, you know he this person's all freaked out. Was someone killed in my car? And they're like, we don't know. Yeah, but we, we just need to check. You know, we need to check out the car. Um. Anyways, um, the key, right, the ignition started it, so it was the key to her car. Um, she was not killed, you know, in the car. There was no evidence of that in her car. Um, and um, so they, they, you know, they've, they want to, they've got all this evidence. They are going to go to trial, Um and one, um, so they, they, they do go to trial, and he has a, a court-appointed lawyer who then recuses himself right before they're supposed to go to, to trial. Oh. In, um, in 2006. Um, and so 
meanwhile, this is it's the trial is postponed until he can get a new um, lawyer. Right. And he was appointed a new lawyer. And it just so happened to be uh, a very prestigious um, defense attorney. Oh, what? And so then he, of course, needs to have petitions for time to look at all the evidence. Yeah, get all the evidence and and everything. And and so finally, um, finally, jury selection begins in August of 2007. Oh, Jesus. So during this time... um, they the the um, prosecutors have had time to have several experts come in, and um, like the bone expert that put together um, all these bone fragments and pieces. They'd find some bigger ones, and they'd find some you know mm-hmm. r- literally fragments. Jesus, that would be very tedious. So and and the the uh, lab that was working on this was the lab that had worked uh, at the World Trade Center during after the the bombing to identify remains and put folks back together. I mean, so they were good. Yeah. So uh, by this time, they've gone through everything. They have what they think is a a third of a person, the bones of a third of a person. Um, They've been able to tell that this person is a female. Um, And it was so interesting to listen to this. So how do you tell that? They said, well, usually on on a musk the muscular uh, build of men and women is different, and usually in in a, in a man, anyways, um, there'll be like like a like more of a a, a a pressure point on where where muscle is in you know the ligaments are inserted. Oh, uh uh-huh, okay. Where women, it's not usually found in women unless you're like a bodybuilder. Okay. Um, so that was one thing. The there was some arthritis um, that they could could d- determine, and so they said, you know, it is it's a person is older than than forty, but younger than uh, sixty. Um, a very petite woman because um, the you know the bones were small, and they mm-hmm. said, well, how do you know it's not a teenager? And they said because actually, um, your humerus in a younger person is actually three separate. And oh, it's not totally fused. Yeah, until oh, you until you're a, 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 an adult. So mm-hmm. so it was yeah it was interesting to hear you know of, of all these findings and and um, and so they had that. Then they also had expert come in and so they had they had tape and they did find a tape a piece of tape in the back of Ken's car orange duct tape they had the orange duct tape from the um the phone mm-hmm. underneath the phone and I think I've just muffed this up they had one more it was they found it in the backpack right oh yes house. yes yes yeah. the roll the roll yeah. So they could uh, match up the ends of that duct tape. Oh, it all came from the same roll. Mm-hmm. So they had that, um, and they uh, they had a. He was 
he was like a fiber forensic scientist and and he could tell by he he, he like on the tape uh there weren't any fingerprints but but gloves could use different impressions oh. so they could they he could get the impression that the gloves used they had this these knobs on the on the finger and he could identify that Whoa. and and that those there was a pair of that kind. Ken had a pair of that kind. He couldn't say yes. This is exactly this the is one. The same pair, but, but he could, it's at least he, that kind. Yeah, he could, you know. Uh-huh. Which I don't know. That's pretty. That's pretty mind blowing to me. Yeah, well, I didn't even know. That I you could didn't identify know that was a thing that either. Way. No, I, had, I, I was, I, I was. Wow. Yeah. So, so you know, this time. Even though Penn's family was like, we just want this to be over. We want to. It actually, it actually was 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 very beneficial to the to the uh, prosecution. So finally, on August thirtieth, two thousand seven, the trial begins. Jeez. And um, the trial continues until October eleventh of two thousand seven. They have called in their experts, you know, Mm -hmm. people that had put the bones together, people, um, her children who testified that, you know, about the bangles and the, and her jewelry, it was her jewelry. Um, and, um, so finally on October 11th of 2007, the jury goes to deliberate. Took them two hours. Oh, wow. That's not very long. No. Two hours, they found Ken Carpenter guilty of first-degree murder, and he was sentenced to life without parole. Fuck yeah. Yeah. But um, one one, uh, book that I read on this... um, I I really suggest uh, uh, people read it um mm-hmm. because the the process of of how they uh, of this this forensics um the forensic science is insane it was it was very interesting to me and i think as i as i was reading this book and drew more into and i was like wow you know that's mm-hmm. that's crazy because like it's like things you would never think of. No, and and so and you know when they and they said like when he was burning, um, oh another thing with bone. This one, the, so the the gas the accelerants, you know, right. they 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 the um the expert she testified that that the bone that this was burnt with an with using an accelerant, and they're like, how can you tell? Oh, and they're like, whoa. well, it was a really hot intense fire. Right. And to get to that amount, you usually, you know, like if you're not in a, if you're not in a funeral home, you know, where, where they. Right. Like having an incinerator. Yeah. That, that, that the only way to get that type of heat outside would be, be be using accelerants. And they're like, well, how, how could you still tell? And they said, they said like in between the, um, the, the bones, like, like the, ulna and radius mm-hmm. tibia and fibia like bones you know and the fragments that they found and that were the, those portions they said the the meat the flesh 
was burnt off of that at a very intense heat that is you you don't get that kind of a heat in in a, a, in a campfire fire yeah right right without the use of accelerants and so the way that that they were burnt and I was like wow. I, I mean that was like Phew. yeah that's wow it that was, is crazy it was crazy um and finally after um three years they could finally let lay their mother at peace that would be so tough like not being able to do that Mm -hmm. basically kind of like halting your grieving process for years yeah because and you know you get to a certain point and then the 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 police want to ask you more questions and right want to verify go over again yeah and you know so it's just like it's just like you have to keep go back to the beginning go back to the beginning and have all those those emotions up again you know Mm -hmm. and 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 um anyway so so that's that's my story of edith penn meyer wow um I th- like I said, I I, it, it, I found it very interesting. Yeah, especially um, yeah, like that forensic and forensics and stuff. Like mm-hmm. that's that's very interesting. Very unfortunate soul to have lost, though. Yes, because she was from everything that I could read. You know, she was just she was a good a good soul she was there to help people yeah um, give people a shirt off her back kind of thing yeah you know and like and um you know understood i mean she had she had had dealt with an addiction and 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 it mm-hmm. gone that and and lived the life to keep keep that addiction at bay and and then and wanting to help others do that and um they just said, you know, she was a generous person, um, and and really gave a lot to their community. That she was yeah, a it sounded big like loss she to was, their community. Yeah, very much involved, and man, well, I hope I hope she's resting easy now. Yes, yes, and at peace, mm-hmm. knowing that. The man that did this to her has lost his freedom. As he should. As he should. Jesus. Yeah. I hope freaking Cynthia is doing okay. So, uh, as I said at the beginning, she was going to school. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. To become be a nurse. nurse. Mm-hmm. And, and she, uh, she, she did. She finished her schooling. Um, and she was working... Um, was in Vermont. I wanted to. I want to say it's the like a VA hospital in Vermont. Oh, okay. So she had she had moved from that area and um in New Hampshire and and had gone on and um nothing to to say that she you know lapsed uh, back into alcoholism. So I think that she um was able to to let go of. Him. She did f- before before the trial. Um, she did file for d- divorce. She mm, finally okay. did. Well, good for her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's not a good dude. He's not a good dude. 
But like, you know, with, I mean, that's still not easy. Oh, no. I mean, especially I would assume that they've been together for quite some time. Um, I believe so. I don't recall saying, seeing anything on, on exactly how long they had been married. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, that would be hard. And also, I mean, assuming that they, at least in some part, fought against their addictions, like, together. And I'm sure mm-hmm. probably helped mm-hmm. each other a lot. I mean, that create that definitely creates a bond. You well, know? it and- does. And, and, um. And like I said, you know, the, the, I, I would think the fear of, of without having that person, I mean, is that the link that's keeping me together? And right. even though it's not a hundred percent great. Yeah. The possibility I, of falling the off The fear of worse. losing that. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. You know, but, um, but no, she, she did, um, she did finish her schooling and was practicing as a nurse. Um, good. It is good. Good, good. It is good. So. And hopefully her, Penn's children are doing better, doing good. Yes. Um, they, they were very, they, they never granted any, any interviews regarding this. They were very. I wouldn't. Um, you know, very, very close closed mouth about the the situation and and um and I wonder with some of that maybe have something to do with I think they I think they were kind of in denial that their mom was an alcoholic oh okay. like they said oh you know she was only involved in AA to support the members Oh. You know, so I think there was some denial in in there, and um, but but still, you know, very very private, very, and and yeah, so they they never uh, they never uh, granted any interviews um, throughout or after this process. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. That is that is my story tonight. Wow, it's crazy. That's it is it is crazy. It is it's um you know I in, in some part of me I thought you know like CSI Ken thought he was so smart that he could <laughs> right. you know get away with it. Oh yeah, he's watched so many TV episodes and it's and it's just it's like. No, <laughs> no, you did not tip the scales of justice. They were level and you got your justice or you, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's kind of like. He got what, no, was, what was coming to him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm in, in that, um, like I said, even after research, it's kind of like that victory. It's like, mm, you you didn't get away with it, right? And not been even for, those for long, kids. Either. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, for for three years, but um, um but really, two, I mean, most two of, of that, that was... he was he was incarcerated, right? You know, and um, anyways, but yeah, it's just kind of like, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> it's what you 
get right. It's I mean I don't know. It gives me that kind of feeling, and I guess maybe that was right. At maybe least, why I wanted to share it. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, yeah. Like there's so many like cases out there that either don't get proper justice or no justice at all. Like they don't even find out who or what even happened. Well, you know, so like in the case. Yeah, um, like last week's case, the Colonial yeah. Parkway murders, like that, we don't even know if it was one person, if it was more than one person. Like, Yeah, I mean, and those families don't have any closure. Yeah. And so like, yeah, this one was kind of like, like this I is said, like, it was, even though it's obviously sucks because yes. a life was lost, but at least you get the proper justice for that. Yes. I mean, at, at that point, that's, that's all you can ask for, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so, yeah. So, that's kind of... I want to I don't want to say feel good, but, like... Because, again, well, life was that, lost, in, but... In the, it, but I, it, it, I, I, I think we're having the same... That same... Thought. Yes. Yes. yes and it's, it's like bittersweet satisfaction you know yeah 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 that's a good that's a good way to put it um it, and yeah and like i said maybe 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 that's why it struck a chord and was like mm -hmm. oh, i let me look a little bit more you know into this yeah definitely no that was that was a very interesting story i had never even heard anything remotely about it yeah no, well like i said neither did i and that's kind of been uh, one of the i i don't know i mean growing i have grown doing this does that <laughs> i know that sounds totally cheesy but but you know you i don't know yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, Kitty shrugging her shoulders too. Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> Calm All down, right. Kitty. <laughs> well, I guess that wraps up this week's episode. Um, thank you very much for telling us about Penn. But of course, darling. Um, yeah, uh, words. Um, like oh yes uh like follow love go hit us up on instagram <laughs> at booze and bloodshed um also uh if you have any uh drink suggestions or case suggestions um or if you have your own paranormal true crime uh experience please email us at boozeandbloodshed at gmail.com. Um, all of this info is in the description of every episode we post, so if you have any questions on how to spell things, uh, do go check it out there. Um, yeah, and we, we will be back at you next week. All right, until then. Goodbye.